3 million members searching, singlemuslim.com proudly sponsors Single Muslim Live. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of Single Muslim Live with me, your host, Maida Sharifi. Broadcasted exclusively on British Muslim TV, sponsored by singlemuslim.com. I'm live from the studio in Wakefield today and from wherever you are watching, a warm welcome. We are currently live on Sky, channel 752, as well as across all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Wherever you are watching from, as always, you can be a part of tonight's discussion by simply calling into the studio live, and that's on 01924231083. Standard rates will apply, so please make sure you have your bill payers' permission. You can also send us comments on our social medias and ask any questions in confidence to our WhatsApp. And that's on 079507970017. All questions and comments are welcomed. Today we'll be speaking about everything to do with love, relationship and marriages for those that are 30 years and over. And I have a very special guest to do so. My special guest is a relationship and marriage coach who actually specializes in in helping those that are 30 plus in finding love, overcoming challenges, etc. Many other topics and subjects that we will touch on today. She will also be kindly sharing her own personal experience on finding love in her 30s, which I am so excited to hear and I hope you are as well. If you have any questions or would like any advice or help with your dilemmas, from my guests, remember you can WhatsApp us in confidence and you can also call in live anonymous, but standard rates will apply. Without further ado, I'd like to give a very, very warm welcome to my guest, Soraya. Hello, Soraya, how are you today? Hi. Hi, alaikum, everyone. Salam alaikum, I'm so excited for tonight's show. We'll be talking about finding love, marriage, etc., for 30 plus. Now, Let's begin with Soraya. So in terms of your clients and the work, what do you feel like are the challenges? Um, well, I, I work predominantly with women. And I think when it comes to finding a spouse over 30, a lot of the challenges, honestly, are external. And it comes from like people's perceptions of you um, and how they make you feel about yourself and um, kind of where you stand on this kind of marriage scale that some communities seem to have. So some of the key challenges therefore become things like confidence, self-esteem, and um, knowing how to put yourself out there without feeling absolutely terrified because of all the things that you've gone through so far. Now I'm glad you mentioned um, or touched upon culture because the main consensus is that culture tells women or a lot of women that you know if you're not married by this age then it's either never going to happen or it's going to be extremely difficult so how do you help your clients um, overcome that fear and doubt um yeah because i think this sort of uh, deadline to get married is very much it is cultural and um and it creates a real sense of panic for i think ladies more than men because um you know ladies are dealing with so many other things and um, I think, you know, in order to help ladies overcome that, sometimes, you know, we tend to forget the th amazing things you have achieved because you're thinking the only thing I haven't achieved is getting married. 
And it's about putting it in perspective and thinking about, okay, you know, what makes you an amazing spouse exactly where you are as you are right now? And look at all these wonderful things you've achieved that you hadn't, wouldn't have achieved in your 20s that you have to offer a spouse right now. So it's really about putting it into perspective, giving it context and just removing that fear a little bit. That is a beautiful way of reprogramming, pre reprogramming that. We've actually got a caller on line one. Salama alaikum, Sister Sarah. Salam. Salam. Um, and do you have a question for us, Sister? Yes, I do actually. I just want to find out actually what would be your advice on uh, being single and how, uh, what your views and um, um, you know, tips on trying to deal with that or to meet somebody or something like that. And the other question is, I just want to know as well, um, I've watched you at the beginning when you first started on British Muslim TV. Um, you were a presenter and then you were a host and now you're a coach. I just want to find out, um, a coach in what sort of uh, field are you exactly? Um, just to clarify, I was um, never. A I appreciate presenter. the question, sister. <laughs> um, let's put that to my no, guest, Soraya, now. So, Soraya, what is your response to um, and the advice to the sister's question in terms of being single and over single over thirty? Yeah. So, in terms of being single over thirty, like I just said, it's about a lot of it is about context, and I think sometimes the worst thing is when you compare yourself to other people. So you might see somebody your age or younger who's married with children or having a very different life to you. And it can really feel like, oh, I'm behind some way. So I think it's really um, important, first of all, to stop thinking of it like a series of milestones. Yes, life does have milestones, but they don't have to be done in a particular order. And I think it's really important to, I guess, stop viewing these things as kind of steps up and upgrading. You know, people tend to think, oh, if you're single, once you get married, you upgrade. Once you have kids, you upgrade. And it's very easy then if you see it that way to feel like you are behind in some way. So I think it's really important to just um, look at your own life in context of who you are, what you've achieved, what you personally have to offer a spouse. Forget what other people are doing, what you personally have to offer a spouse. And in terms of kind of searching when you're over 30, yes, it does have to be a diff bit different. Um, you know, when you're 30 plus, you are more settled in life. You know, perhaps the area where you live, you have a good support network. If you've been married before and you have children, for example, they're settled in school. So it is about thinking, what things am I okay to, I guess you'd say, sacrifice or compromise with? And what am I, what do I need to remain constant? And, um, and also, I think, whether you're 30 plus or in your 20s, for any lady or guy looking to get married of any age, it really is about opening your scope a little bit of, who you're looking for and thinking about why am I looking for these things because these things haven't served me so far what else do I need to be looking for those are some very very interesting range of takeaways thank you so much Soraya we've actually got another caller on line two salam alaikum salam alaikum sister wa alaikum salam do you have a question for us yeah, um, I, I was just watching your channel and I just heard the caller previously just asking you if you're a coach and I just wanted to argue back. I've been watching your show for the last four weeks now and I've been taking so much advice on board. I've actually started actively looking for a partner 
Um, so it's been amazing. I've just got a question for Sister Soraya. Sure, go ahead. Thank you so much for those comments. So it's kind of hit me. I'm over 30. I'm trying to look for a partner. And it's actually really hard when you're over 30. And when I was under 30, my parents used to say, you're going to find it hard. You're going to find it hard. And it actually is hard. And I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they've actually won the argument. But what tips and advice do you have? Because Maida has been doing an amazing job. Um, I've been taking notes, but this is actually something that's more meaningful for me. So it'd be really good to take notes. Thank you so much for sending in the, your question and your kind words. Highly appreciate it. Saria, what advice would you give to our brother? Um, first of all, I think you're doing the right thing by looking now when you are ready. And despite what people say about being under 30, over 30, like 30 is this kind of magic wall, um, you're better off as you are now looking because you're ready. You know, had you listened to them, and I'm not saying don't listen to your parents, but had you, you know, kind of taken on board what they were saying and got married when you're 20, 22, you might not have married the right person because maybe you weren't in the right place to get married. So I think, first of all, is to kind of be okay with the decision that you've made right now, where you are now, that I'm looking to get married now, somebody 30 plus. Um, in terms of kind of some tips for you, brother, I think, um, I guess guys have the slight edge in that you can look for ladies sort of younger than you. And I think that's one of the frustrations maybe sometimes for ladies that are older. But I think, um, like I would say to male or female, and like I mentioned just now, it really is about um, widening your scope a little bit, thinking about the personal qualities before the other things, and I think really try and get an, an idea of what kind of marriage do I want. And when I talk about what kind of marriage, I don't mean the social media fantasy marriage. I mean the real, everyday, gritty, daily life, right, where you're kind of arguing over whose turn is it to wash up. And just think, what kind of partner do you want to be um, in that situation with every day where you're spending day, out, day in, day out with them? And you're going to look for those personal qualities first. You know, the right lady out there, she is out there for you, inshallah. And I think it's just about um, being open to maybe ladies you wouldn't have considered before. Most of my clients who've gone to get married say to me, the person they've married, they would never have expected to have married somebody like that. So I don't know if that's any help to you, brother, but perhaps maybe add uh, or rather take away a couple of things maybe from your search criteria and just to widen it a bit more. Well, thank you so much, Soraya, for answering that. And thank you for the brother sending in that question. Soraya gave us a range of angles to look at. Now, Soraya, back to you and your work. Some people may ask, okay, so why 30 plus? Is there anything different when you do turn 30 in terms of finding uh, love and finding the one? Absolutely. I mean, like the sister who called in and the brother who called in just said, it's like it shouldn't be, but suddenly it's like you're facing... I mean, it's difficult enough looking for a spouse, the good, a good spouse, whatever your age. But when you get to 30, you kind of have this thing where people are putting pressure on you and you feel the pressure. And sometimes that pressure can lead you to make not the best decisions. And, you know, I'm the first to say I made some terrible decisions out of kind of a sense of despair because you're kind of feeling the years ticking away. So I think that's what makes it a little bit more difficult, um, well, sometimes a lot more difficult over 30 because you're feeling pressure from other people and more importantly, you're feeling the pressure from yourself because, um, you know, a lot of the time when people are getting married after 30 is because they've achieved so much. They've spent a lot of their 20s achieving, you know, getting amazing careers, being promoted. And, you know, we're, we are overachievers and that's a lovely thing. 
but then it means you put so much pressure on yourself to find the perfect spouse as well and I think that coupled with all the pressure from other people can make it sometimes kind of soul destroying which it shouldn't right (laughs) and you know myself I got married after 30 so I mean I was looking for like 14 or 15 years before I got married so that was 14 15 years of real struggle and um, so that's why I work with people over 30 because I know that it's not the same as looking when you're in your 20s Oh, well, we can't wait to hear your story, Saraya. Now, you spoke a lot of, about pressure and a lot of the time there is pressure, especially on women. You know, we're told there's a biological clock and in terms of having children, is it too late to get married, etc. And this is a lot of the argument that, you know, you need to get married. When are you going to have kids? What is your take on that? Um, I think, I mean, I wrote a kind of a blog post on the idea of kind of motherhood and having children and being over 30. And I know people kind of use the whole body clock with women sometimes I think is a bit of a threat, to be honest. And I think women use it against themselves as well. But here's the thing. When we get married, children are not guaranteed. They're never a given, whether you're 18, 21, 30 plus. You know, children really are a blessing and a bonus. And to kind of, you know, we have to remember that and not just go in assuming we can have children. You know, and as Muslims, we don't know if we can have children until after we've tried. Right. And. You know, couples of all ages can't have children. So first thing to think about is, you know, children are a, a blessing and a bonus, really, of marriage. So, you know, if you're going into something purely for something that's a bonus, then that's shaky ground already. Um, you know, I think also bear in mind, and I say this to ladies as well, there are tons of examples of women having children, more than one child after 30. And rather than kind of Google all the, the negatives, like it's never going to happen, look for the evidence of the positives of people who have done it just to kind of give yourself that hope and that inspiration. And thirdly, I would say, you know, when it comes to parenthood, there's the real romantic notion of having babies, you know, having a baby that's half you and half the person you love. But if you think about parenthood, what is it? It's nurturing a child, caring for them, loving them. And that can be achieved in other ways. You know, you could be, for example, a step parent, a foster parent, an adopted parent. So I think the whole body clock, that's just one part of it, but there, you know, there's so much more to consider. It's not that you get to a certain age and all systems shut down, right? Indeed, and you gave us a lot of positive perspectives to look through, so we're very grateful for that. Thank you, Saraya. And now, if we go back to what we were talking about in the beginning, and what I'm actually excited to hear, and we did speak about it off air, but um, I didn't hear the story. Um, would you mind if you share with us your own personal journey in finding love in your 30s? Yeah, so I was 19 when my parents started looking for me. I wasn't even ready then. Um, I don't. I just went along with it because, you know, you've always done everything you're supposed to do, right? You go to school, you go to uni, you get a job, and it's like now it's time to get married. And um, we tried the traditional routes, you know, people coming home. That didn't work. It was too much pressure. Um, and then I started looking for myself, and um, I had a lot of, like a lot of ladies, a lot of um, brothers as well who were, who were watching this. There was a lot of really bad first dates, um, you know, guys who would reject you for the most ridiculous of reasons, you know, I was too short, I was too dark, I was too educated, I was not educated enough, whatever it was, there were so many reasons to be rejected, and um, it just kind of, it got really, it just got really silly after a while, and then um, I think in about 2013, I hit rock bottom, I did, I was involved with somebody who, it was like the worst match, I don't know, what led me to pursue this match but again I think it's a sense of despair right when you're a certain age and you're not married and somebody says they want to get married you kind of go for it 
even though that person isn't right. Anyway, things didn't work out. And at that point, I thought, I need help because I can't do this by myself. I'm obviously missing a trick somewhere. So I actually reached out to a coach myself who, her name is Michelle. She was an amazing lady, Christian lady, who got married when she was older. And we worked together and she just kind of helped me um, understand relationships in a way that I think we don't learn when you're growing up in a Muslim household. I mean, I don't know about a lot of the viewers, but when I, I went to an all-girls school, my whole life I was told, don't look at boys, don't talk to boys. And then it's like suddenly, ah, why are you not married? I'm like, because I don't know how to talk to boys, right? <laughs> and um, so she really kind of helped me understand dynamics, relationship dynamics. And she helped me to work through the fear because I had a very rigid checklist. And for years, that's what was keeping me locked into the wrong people. And um, I, I actually did meet my husband online. And I'd been online for about 10 years. And um, I know there's a lot of horror stories online. And I, you know, <laughs> I experienced a lot of them. But at this point, I was quite open and willing and confident enough to open up my scope a bit. So I did a search, uh, you know, the search thingy. And I just chose two um, two criteria, his age and his location. Um, I looked for somebody in my hometown because I was so fed up of traveling far when it was cold. <laughs> <to meet people. laughs> and, um, and I saw this guy and I thought, okay, I like the look of him. I read his profile and what he said in it showed me that he had a really good heart and he was a really good person. You know, he worked with special needs kids and young adults. And I thought, this is someone who is truly got a kind heart, right? You don't, that's not an easy job. Um, so I, con I contacted him. And um, a few weeks later, we met. And then seven months later, we were married. And it was the most amazing, natural thing. And I realized it's not as difficult as I had been making it all along. But I did need that support to get there. So inshallah, next month is going to be six years since we've been married. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I've never looked back on my decision. I can't think of anyone more perfect for me. And I was 30. Mashallah. Mashallah, that is such a beautiful story and it's literally rest assurance for the rest of us. Thank you so much for sharing that, Soraya. And um, you guys can also probably find, maybe find your husband next or wife, inshallah, on online dating apps. We have so many now, singlemuslim.com. Now, Soraya, it's also amazing and empowering and I feel like really inspiring because you are now supporting women. So it is truly beautiful to see. We're getting so many comments on Facebook, Twitter. Um, now we have a comment actually for you, Soraya, and that's by Anna. It says, yes, I was 30 and spoke to a 36 year old on the phone. He was joking and all friendly on the phone call until he asked me my age. I said 30. He then went off me and said, oh, and then said someone was at the door and our phone call ended. It made me upset. What is your comment to that sister, Soraya? Well, first of all, you're well rid of him. Absolute coward. Um, and I think, sadly, for sisters, there is so much prejudice. And it's really cultural prejudice as well. And I'm really sorry that happened to you. And, um, you know, what he did was unacceptable. The way he behaved was unacceptable. But... Um, that's not going to be typical of every man out there, let's hope, right? Um, there are men who who are kind of late 30s looking for ladies in their early 20s. And any brothers watching this, if this is you, um, you know, just consider maybe somebody maybe in your own decade age, possibly. There are so many amazing women in their 30s. And sister, I'm really sorry that happened to you. But his actions do not negate the beautiful, amazing things that you have to offer a spouse. Just because he didn't even give it the chance 
or you know give you the chance and get to know you doesn't take away the wonderful things you have to offer the right man the lucky man who is going to be your husband so this guy chalk it down to experience um, it'll be a funny story one day to tell your kids and your grandkids but honestly i wouldn't waste too much sleep on people like that you have a lot to give and there's a guy out there who's ready for it Indeed, that was a very heartfelt and honest response, Soria. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to the sister for sharing her personal experience. We have another Facebook comment. And this is says, over 30 is one thing. Going into late 30 and divorce with two kids who are mixed race is another. Now, this is very interesting because now we are going to be touching on the more taboo, underrepresented topic, sorry, and that is being divorced and having kids. But um, let's stick to the comment in specific. So over 30 is one thing, going into late 30 and divorced with two kids who are mixed race is another. What is your take on that comment, Soraya? Um, I completely, completely feel the sister's pain. I mean, I speak to so many ladies who, you know, a lot of the time when they got married, I mean, I don't know this sister's particular story, but a lot of sisters were, who were in this situation when they got married, often they were forced into it or they weren't ready for it or it was family pressure and they did it and then later on down the line it doesn't work and then they're discriminated against for it not working and I really feel for you sister who, who wrote this comment and other sisters I really feel for you guys because sometimes it feels like you can't win right people will blame you for your for your marriage not working they'll blame you for sort of you know being alone with kids and I just want to say to this sister and other sisters you are doing an amazing job in our communities there is so much small-minded prejudice and you know I wish I had the answer and I wish I had a way to change the mentality of people out there that said I have known of sisters who are divorced and with children who have gone on to get married um, for example one lady kind of in my group did that but um, I do understand that it's not a simple case inshallah there are good men out there who um, you know who are not what's the word threatened by a lady who has been married before or who has children before. Inshallah, there are good men out there who have hearts big enough to take on a family, not just a wife. And, you know, like I said, we have, I do feel like we have a long way to go as a community. But just remember, sister, you're doing an amazing job. You're raising your children. You've been through a lot. You have so much world experience that perhaps somebody 10, 20 years younger than you doesn't have. And there's a man out there who's going to appreciate that. I really wish that for you, sister. Inshallah, that was a very empowering outlook, Soraya, as always. Thank you so much. And thank you to the sister for sharing her personal experiences and situation with us today. Now, Soraya, I want to wind back a bit when you were speaking on education. And there is a lot of talk nowadays about careers, etc. And some of the arguments that people do put forward are that, you know, if you wasn't so focused on your career, you would have found someone by now. And, you know, women that are actually so into their careers, um, they do worry that they won't get married by a certain age. Do you come across that with your clients? Yeah, definitely. For example, I've had a lot of clients who are medics, um, who are lawyers, all kinds of professionals. And here's the thing. These women are amazing at what they do. I mean, they're not just amazing. They're changing lives. They're impacting communities and societies. And I think, you know, if Allah's giving you that gift... And he's brought you this far. You're there for a purpose. You are good at what you do and people need what you do. And it shouldn't be that you can have one thing or another thing, right? Um, careers make us busy. Everyone's career makes them busy. And a lot of the, the work that I do with clients, especially ladies who are very successful professionals, is about looking where we can kind of make more time and create more mental space 
for the marriage journey. But I definitely don't think that a woman should have to choose one or the other. After marriage, you know, sometimes when you have children, you do take make a decision to step back a bit because you want to raise your family. But in terms of looking for a spouse, no woman should have to take a sidestep in her career or step back or stop what she's doing in order to instead get married. It shouldn't be one or the other. And I've had clients who are, you know, kind of busy surgeons who have gone on to get married as well. And it can be done. So any ladies listening to this, don't let anyone tell you that your career is the reason you're not married. There's a time for you to be married. You have so much purpose in this world beyond just getting married and have babies. You have the purpose that your career gives you and the way you're helping and impacting others as well. Your life is so much more than just you being single. Amazing. And those are some true words and honesty from Soraya. I'm honestly feeling the power and I hope all our sisters who are watching are feeling exactly the same way. Um, Jess, um, sorry, Soraya, Jess actually wanted to thank you for responding to her comments about being divorced with kids. And I just want to tell Jess, you know, thank you so much for sending in that comment because it's viewers like you that make the show so special and we honestly love you. We love all of our viewers and remember you can also be a part of tonight's conversation by WhatsApping or commenting on our socials. I'll remind you of our WhatsApp number. It's 0795079017. And now, so we've spoken about careers. We've spoken about taboo subjects. Sorry, I have an interesting question for you or a dilemma that is facing young women under 30s. So on my last, after I finished my last show, someone got in contact with me and they were like, in their, late, in their early 20s and she was saying that she really worries about not getting married by a certain age and how does she overcome that worry and anxiety? Um, I would say to this sister that, you know, like any woman of any age, there's a time for your marriage to happen. It was written before you even came into this world. And, um, you know, especially in this day and age, ladies don't get married as early as they used to do. Some do. And Obviously, you do what's right for you. There's no right age to get married. But I think if you're worrying at a younger age, I would say take inspiration from role models. Go out there to like meet women who are older, who got married older than you would like to get married or you're hoping to get married. Look at the things they've done and look at, you know, maybe talk to them about their marriages and their relationships and, you know, in what way that was better by getting married when they did. And I think, you know, one of the beautiful th things about being younger is that the world is your oyster, right? Um, you know, the worst thing you could do would be to rush into a marriage because of your age and then, you know, later on regret your decision. You know, we change so much between our 20s and our 30s. We grow so much as people. I've seen a lot of um, people who got married when they were 20, 21, and after about a decade, they've both grown, but they've grown apart. So I think to remember there's some merit in giving yourself time to know yourself as well before you get married. So definitely look out for inspiration. Um, like I said, research positive role models, people who are going to just take that fear away from you a little bit. Thank you so much, Soraya. And if you do need an inspiration and a positive role model, we have one today, and that's Soraya. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, now, Soraya, I have a question for you, which I feel like our audience can also benefit from, and I know you do a lot of work on this. Um, what are your top three tips for women and men who are single in their 30s or above that are dating? What are your top three dating tips? And I want you to go into detail. Okay, into detail. Top three dating <laughs> First of all, I would say first impressions count. So that first date is important. But unless either party does something 
really hideous, like, I don't know, slap you across the face or whatever, you know, give them a chance. First dates are important, but they're also extremely scary. And sometimes what will happen is we'll come away from that first date perhaps nervous and anxious, which is fair enough because it's not just a first date. You're meeting somebody who could potentially be your spouse. And a lot of people say to me, I don't know if I want to meet them again. I would say if there's any inkling that you might have some kind of connection, definitely meet at least two or three times to be sure. These things can grow. So first dates are important, but don't kind of take them as absolute gospel for whatever's going to happen next. Um, like I said, unless there's something really glaringly wrong with the other person, which happens as well, that's fine. But again, give pe I would say number one is to give people a chance. So those first dates, um, you know, it's so your first time you're meeting, give each other a chance. Um, I think my second tip, which is really, it sounds counterproductive, but again, it's about first dates. Use this time to build a connection. And I think sometimes what people do is they go into these first dates or even second date full of questions. You know, would I have to work after marriage? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And the problem with that is, A, it's intimidating for either party, for men or women. B, you feel under pressure to give the right answer and you may end up saying something that isn't authentically you or the other person may just reply in the way they think you want them to reply. And thirdly, those kinds of things are logistics. Sometimes, you know, if you've got a really great connection with somebody and you share the same values, that usually is enough to help you overcome the other things. So when it comes to those early dates, Try to avoid that whole interview thing. That only works when the guy comes home and you can ask him these questions and your parents can ask him these questions. It doesn't work in a modern sort of, um, you know, when you're meeting one-to-one -one in a public place. Honestly, your goal in those first few dates is just to have fun, honestly, have a laugh, get to know each other, see if that connection is there, see if those values are shared, listen to your instincts and just kind of chuck away that checklist. And... Um, I think my third tip for dates is to just remove any expectations. Very often, men and women, we go into these things with this blueprint of how we want it to happen. You know, I'd like us to go on six dates, then I'd like us to make our intention to get married, then I'd like them to meet my parents, and then an engagement. And this blueprint is okay, but you are two people with two different um, blueprints, right? And you have to be prepared to be flexible. And when you're talking to that person, Stay in the moment. Try not to start visualizing into the future. You know, what's our wedding going to be like? What will our children look like? Will my parents like him? Try to be as mindful as possible. Stay in the moment and just get to know the person for who they are, not as a potential husband or wife, just them as a person. Because I think sometimes when we want to see things, we look for them, right? And I think it's, it's easier to just sit back and let yourself get to know this person for who they are, not who you want them to be. Lovely, very detailed and very specific and loads for us to take on board. Thank you so much, Soraya. Now, Soraya, we're going to be talking about parents now. And we have a question from Shazia in Glasgow. And that is to you asking you, do you feel like when you do reach 30 and over, are parents less involved or are they more involved? Um, it's really difficult and I feel a bit sorry for parents sometimes because it's really weird. There's this unspoken thing. Your parents know that you're out there looking for somebody, whether you're male or female. But at the same time, the idea of kind of dating, I guess, meeting somebody one-to-one -one is still taboo. 
And very often it's like, I think parents are a bit confused where the line is as well. They will ask you, how's it going? Have you met anyone? But sometimes you can't always share the details with them. Like I went for a coffee date and he said this and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, some people have that relationship with their parents. Um, I mean, it honestly depends on the individual. If you would like your parents to be more involved, then definitely ask them. But at the same time, if you'd like them to be less involved, I think when you're 30 plus as well, parents tend to leave you to it, especially if you're successful in other areas of your life. They tend to trust that you'll be successful in marriage as well. So from my experience, I know, um, you know, my mom was always very, every time we spoke, she's like, oh, have you met anyone yet? Um, it wasn't even that. It was a more like, oh, you're not owing anyone then, have you? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I was ill or something. Oh, um, bless you. For her, that was as far as it would go. But I think um, it depends on individual parents. I know there are some people whose parents are very involved, but I think over 30, generally parents tend not to be involved. But if you, know, if you want their support, then ask them. You know, they're your parents. I'm sure they'd want to support you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Soraya. Um, in terms of stigmas, let's talk about stigmas again. Um, you are someone that have, did meet your husband on online dating, which is, um, thank you again for sharing that. And as someone that has used online dating apps, um, what is your best advice on making the most of them for those that do use online dating or want to turn to online dating to find their perfect partner? Um, a couple of tips, um, like the one I said before, move away from the checklist because what will happen is, you know, you do an advanced search and you tick all these different criteria and it will just regurgitate the same guys again and again or the same women again and again. So honestly, my number one tip is to just go with two or three search criteria. Um, so if you are looking online, honestly, broaden your scope. That's how I met my husband. That's how a lot of ladies and men out there have gone on to meet somebody. Um... I think secondly, I would say as well, from my experience and also from experience from both men and women I've been talking to, get off the virtual world as soon as possible. If you make a match with somebody, don't spend weeks and weeks texting and messaging and whatever. Get into the real world. Start talking on the phone. You've got to make it real. As long as it's in the virtual space, it's not really real. It's a bit of a weird virtual relationship. And um, I think my third piece of advice would be um, following on from that as well, you know, meet as soon as you can. I know things are tricky right now with social distancing, but meet as soon as you can. So just to give you a quick example, um, a very good friend of ours, um, you know, uh, me and my husband is looking to get married. And, you know, he, he told me he was talking to somebody and he's been speaking to her on the phone for weeks and weeks, but she doesn't want to meet. She says it's going too fast. And, um, you know, if you want to get married, you've got to have to step out of your comfort zone. And I know it's scary. And I know, sisters, you don't want to give your number straight away. But the good thing about phones today is you can block people, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, take a chance, step out of your comfort zone and get it into the real world as soon as possible. Because the virtual world is just a portal, but it's not the real thing. Thank you so much, Soraya, for sharing those tips with us. I'm sure our audience will benefit from those. Now, I'm glad you mentioned social distancing because Akid from Cardiff asked, how do you find love in lockdown? Or how do you meet you know someone what, in lockdown for marriage? It's really hard, isn't it? I've had, and especially I know a lot of people feel frustrated because you're like, time's ticking and I'm in lockdown, right? <laughs> um, you know, I think definitely we're lucky to have modern technology and technology has really proven itself over lockdown this year, how much we've come to rely on it. 
Um, and I know a lot of ladies I speak to have met people through video calls as well. So I think, you know, inshallah, this lockdown is not going to, I mean, wherever you are in the world, inshallah, it's not going to be forever. So, for example, in the UK, supposedly we're going to be over it by, what, the 4th of December. So I think use the online portal, but at the same time, I would honestly strongly advise you to, at the same time, um, I guess, kind of balance the time you spend on it. Because what the risk is what could happen is you could meet somebody online, spend hours doing video calls and whatever with them, but when you meet, there's no real chemistry there. So I think it's about using the online portal, but just keeping it in balance, keeping it in perspective, and just using it to, I guess, get to know potential so that hopefully, you know, when we can meet again, there are people out there that you're ready to meet. So you can use this time to make some great connections, I think. Indeed. Thank you so much, Soraya. And thank you, Akit, for sending in your question. I hope um, that answered it for you. Um, we're going to wind back a bit when we were talking about, you know, this biological clock, because we have a question that's come in for you, Soraya. And that is, do you think women over 30 plus are worried about having babies or not being able to get pregnant? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Most ladies I speak to, when I ask them, you know, how are they doing? It's this real despair that, you know, I'm trying to get married, I'm not having much luck, and I'm worried about not being able to have children. So it's definitely, it's definitely a worry for a lot of women, and I completely get that. Um, but at the same time, like I said earlier, keep it in perspective, you know, in terms of parenthood and motherhood, think about what is it you actually want from being a parent? Is it just purely the idea of carrying a child and giving birth to it, and it's half you and half your husband? Or is it that you have love and support and security to give any child? You know, there are so many different ways to be a mother. And again, look for stories. There are women having children at all ages, um, you know, these days. So I wouldn't kind of let yourself be too bogged down with that. There are ways around everything. Thank you so much, Soraya. And you actually raised a very good point, And that is, we have so many opportunities to actually become a mother. So thank you for that perspective, Soraya. Remember, you can still send in your questions and get advice from Soraya by calling in live in the studio on 01924231083. Standard rates will apply. Or you can send in your questions and comments through social media or by WhatsApp in us in confidence on 07950797017. Now, Soraya, we've spoken about a range of worries that do rise in your work. So be it not being able to get pregnant, be it divorce, having children, etc. What other worries um, do women share with you that you'd like to address today? Um, for women, I would say one of the biggest worries is that they're not good enough. And a lot of ladies will say to me, you know, I met the perfect guy and I wasn't good enough for him. And that makes them despair because they're like, you know, this guy who had everything I was looking for didn't want me or things didn't work out. And it makes me despair because what's left? And I think it's really important, sisters, to think in terms of abundance rather than lack. Um, you don't know, all, we don't know all the men out there. You have yet to meet the right person. And I think one of the biggest things for women and for men, for both brothers and sisters watching this, is honestly to throw away that checklist because I think sometimes... That's the biggest kind of marriage killer, marriage search killer. You know, you've got expectations from your parents, from yourself, from perhaps colleagues and friends, whatever it is, all mixed into this one weird checklist. 
And what happens is you were so focused on that that we miss really amazing people who perhaps don't have one or two things on that checklist. So I think, you know, as well as that, my main advice would be to honestly ditch the checklist and just start looking with your heart, start looking for values. And I think start looking at marriage as a lifetime commitment. Very often we look for a spouse based on our current lifestyle and our current needs, our current income. But sometimes we forget that so much can change over a lifetime with somebody, which is why it's important to go with the values before you go with anything else. Lovely. Thank you so much, Soraya, for that perspective. I'm glad you mentioned checklists because when it does come to checklists and you ask people, you recommend to people to, you know, maybe revise the checklist, not limit themselves, etc. You often hear this response, um, perhaps maybe with a younger generation. I've had it with my friends when I was in uni and it's why should I lower my standards and change my checklist? What's your take on that, Soraya? Um, it's a common thing I hear all the time. Here's the thing. The only time you're going to be lowering your standards and settling is if you allow yourself to be treated with anything other than respect, kindness and dignity. That's the only time you're going to be lowering your standards and settling. Um, you know, people, for example, they go for things like income, profession and education. Um, okay, great for now. But what does that tell you about actually the integrity of a person and the character of a person? And, um, you know, it's not about lowering your standards, rather it's about taking a step back and thinking, okay, why are those things so important to me? What do I think that those things are going to bring to a 50, 60, 70 year marriage? And when you look at it in that sense, you realize that actually, if you're looking for values before any of those things, then you'll never have to lower your standards. If you're looking for a spouse who is kind, who is merciful, who treats you with respect and dignity, you can find that. The only time you're lowering your standards is when you allow yourself to be treated anything less than that. So I think when it comes to, um, you know, in terms of the checklist, think about what personal qualities are you attaching to things like education and stuff. Because what happens a lot of the time is um, sisters will find somebody who has all these things and brothers as well. You'll find a girl who has all the things on your checklist, but then you'll be very shocked if their character isn't great. But why would it be? Just because they have those things doesn't mean they are necessarily a nice person. So I think it's, again, it's about how you let yourself be treated. That's the only way you're lowering your standards. Thank you so much, Soraya. As always, you are blessing us with so many different perspectives that we've never heard of or at least never actually acknowledged. So thank you for that. So you guys heard Soraya and get rid of that checklist and instead make a checklist of your own with the factors that she informed you of just now. Um, if you are 30 plus or do have any questions related to finding love and getting married 30 plus, um, feel free to send in your questions on WhatsApp and that's on 07950797017. We've got a comment on Facebook and that comment is, you guys are doing an amazing job. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, sending in those comments, saying you're really enjoying the programme. I'm so glad you are. And this programme is extra special because we have Soraya with us today. <laughs> um, and you can also still tune in and be a part of the conversation, call in live into the studio and speak to myself and Soraya. Put forward your questions and standard rates will apply if you are calling in, but you can also WhatsApp us and leave your comments and questions on Facebook as you are already. 
Now, Soraya, so um, we have spoken about so many things in this show, anxiety, self-doubt, not feeling like you're good enough. Um, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to any sister that's watching this that still feels like, okay, I am in my 30s or over and I'm worried that I'm not going to find the one. What is one piece of advice you'd like to give those sisters? I think my main piece of adv advice would be right now remove marriage from the center of your life um, sometimes the older we get the more space marriage takes up in our minds in our hearts you know mentally physically even in you know your weekends are given over to meeting people and whatever and i think it's really about removing it as from as if it's this big red light in the middle of your life put it to the side focus on your life as a whole you are capable of so many things you've achieved so many things and if you can reframe it, that you start to see marriage as just one of many beautiful things that are going to happen to you in your lifetime, it just removes that pressure a little bit and kind of feel sure that it's there. You're not not looking, you haven't given up, but you're also focusing on other things that make you a whole complete human being and make your life beautiful. And I know it's a cliche, but very often when you are in that space where you are enjoying life and you're fulfilled and you've got other things, it's actually what makes you more attractive as well um, to other people. I don't just mean spouses, just generally to other people because they see a woman who is confident and well-rounded. So definitely take stock of all the amazing things you have going for you and things you have achieved and don't let people kind of make you feel that you're lesser just because you haven't yet got married. It doesn't negate your other achievements. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Soraya. And um, we actually have a question that has come forward for you. And that's by Kazim in Leeds. Thank you so much, Kazim, for sending in your question. And Soraya, this is asking you, how do you remain authentic with different clients? So how um, do you remain authentic with your advice in terms of dealing with your different clients? Yeah, it's a really good, um, yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, all my clients are different and they've all come from uh, you know, different walks of life, different backgrounds. And I think fundamentally, every what it boils down to is every woman I work with wants marriage for halal reasons and wants to complete half of their deen. And I think if you have that at the core of what you're doing, then you can be supporting anyone. Um, and, you know, one of the programs that I run, it's based on the four principles. And, you know, we look at things like dealing with your negative beliefs about marriage and about yourself, dealing with your fears, um, you know, just being able to appreciate and feel confident in yourself and also knowing how to look for the right man for you. And those four principles can be applied to any woman, whatever her background, whatever her beliefs or whatever she does. So at the core of it, um, there are four principles that we work with and that can apply to anybody. Lovely. Thank you so much for answering that, Soraya. And thank you, Kazim, from Leeds for sending in that question. That was a very good question. If you guys have any more questions for Soraya, she's all yours until 10.30 p.m. You can send in the questions on WhatsApp, across social media, or as always, call in live to the studio on 019-24231-083. Now, Soraya, um, do you feel like, I know we touched on it slightly at the beginning in terms of men and women, and I know you do work a lot with men, I'm sorry, a lot with women, but in terms of the men that are 30 plus um, and that do find it hard, um, what factors do you think plays in with that? And what is your best advice to those men? Um, 
I think from my own experience when I was single meeting men as well, I would say, I guess similar to what I say to the ladies, you know, just open up your scope a little bit more and perhaps be a bit more realistic as well. Um, and I know, for example, for men families, there's a lot of pressure from families, especially if you are going to be marrying somebody who's living with the extended family. But I think for the men, I would say definitely look outside your scope. Don't be quick to reject sisters before you've had a chance to get to know them. You know, as soon as you see, for example, their age or their height or whatever it is, I would say just kind of keep an open mind. Take time to get to know ladies. And, you know, I would also say don't be afraid to be vulnerable as well. And this is actually for men and women, but especially for men, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Sometimes we go into these things and it's almost like a battlefield. It's like, I'm going to wait to see what he says. I'm going to wait to see what she says. And really, it's about opening up, you know, showing that person across the table from you that you're just as vulnerable as them. You're both really nervous on this date. You're both quite anxious about marriage. And honestly, brothers, don't be don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Um, you know, the good women out there will really appreciate that. And it creates a really good connection. Thank you so much. That was a lovely and beautiful ending note, Soraya. Um, Soraya, we're going to talk about the online dating game once again. Um, we have a question that has come in from Shakila from Plymouth. Thank you, Shakila. And that is asking you, what tips would you give to someone for improving their dating profile? Um, oh, I love this. Okay, so <laughs> I can give you top three tips. First of all, um, your photograph. You've got to have one. I know it's not comfortable. You have to have one. Otherwise, it's not fair if you're talking to somebody and they can't see what you look like. And it improves your chances of getting matched. That said, um, your profile picture needs to be natural and approachable and smiling. And, you know, I see a lot of, um, I, you know, I am on some of the websites because I help my clients navigate them. And I see a lot of profiles where ladies have got, you know, very beautiful, mashallah, but very sultry pictures, very kind of maybe filtered or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you want to attract a genuine person, have a genuine picture where you're looking in the camera, you're smiling naturally, and you look approachable the same way you would look if you went to an event. So I think that's my number one tip. Um, because We've got limited time. We've actually got a caller on line one. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for calling in. Do you have a question for us? Maida, you don't know me. We're not friends. Um, but I've noticed every single week there is a lady who keeps calling you, keeps harassing you, keeps messaging you on Facebook, saying nasty things. And I just want to say that that does not reflect everybody. And we don't hold, uh, we don't hold those with criticism in, in any regard because they just seem to be coming from somebody who's a person. And this is the problem with our society today. Muslim sisters don't pick up the Muslim sisters. And that's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that with me. Um, it's very reassuring that we still have Muslim sisters that are supporting one another and empowering one another. I am all here for that. And um, your words resonate with me very well. Indeed, I am a firm believer in that. We should support and empower each other. Um, I mean, look at the show's title, it's British Muslim TV, and we are a minority group in Britain. And uh, what we can do for each other is support each other in our purpose, in our callings, and you know, really just be there for each other. Um, we all know how um, hard it can be <laughs> as women, let alone um, in society that is um, 
unequal. But um, I am sending a virtual hug to you and sending you my love. Thank you so much. Um, and inshallah, God makes you as happy as you made me just now. <laughs> uh, we've got our guest back. Um, and we were talking about the tips that you would give um, for those improving their dating profiles. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about what I was saying about profile pictures. Yes, so um, we said something about like looking more natural. So yeah, yeah go ahead and um, give us your last thoughts. Okay, my next tip, in case we get a question, is um, keep your profile just short and interesting. It's just a way in, just a portal. It's not the entire story. Um, so don't just to write loads and loads about about what you're looking for so just keep it fun and um, I would say the third thing would be in your profile ask a question so um, you know you can ask a question to ask someone to share something with you if you like films what's your favorite film what's the worst film you've ever seen if you like traveling um, you know where's the best place you've ever been so have a question because Again, a lot of the good, genuine guys and ladies out there, they're very nervous. And if there's an easy way in to get to talk to you, then that's going to be much more appealing and a lot easier for them to communicate. Amazing. Thank you so much for those tips, Sarah. You've honestly filled us with so many tips and knowledge and we're so honoured and grateful to have you on the show. Thank you to everyone that has called in and has tuned into the conversation and been a part of it. Um, Soraya, is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with today? Um, I would like to say, brothers and sisters, don't feel that 30 is some kind of barrier. It really isn't. People all over the world throughout history have done amazing things after 30. Life doesn't stop at 30. Love doesn't stop at 30. And, um, you know, you have so much to give people. And the best thing is you're over 30. You have so much life experience. You're worldly. You've traveled to places. You've met people. Uh, you've developed skills. You know, don't discount that. So when you put yourself out there, brothers and sisters, remember the amazing things you have to offer somebody in marriage. I know that after 30, there's a lot more rejection, and that's really harsh reality. But if you can hold on to the things that you do have to offer, it will make it easier for you to put yourself back out there knowing that, that person may not have been interested, but there's somebody out there who is. Thank you so much, Soraya. And honestly, thank you so much for appearing on the show tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Remember, you can always get involved in our conversations in the upcoming weeks by simply tuning in via social media or, as always, on Sky Channel 752 and sending in your questions. And remember that you can also um, follow us on social media. We're available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all over. <laughs> um, thank you so much from me, Maida Sharifi, and the team at British Muslim TV. Um, I have so many exciting, more exciting guests coming um, in the upcoming weeks. Um, so thank you again to Soraya for tuning in with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm so excited to reveal the next few guests that will be also coming on the show talking about a range of topics that we have perhaps never um, covered or are underrepresented in our communities. Thank you to everyone that did send in their kind messages. And as always, thank you to those who shared their personal experiences with us. It's an honor and I'm very grateful and happy that you feel like British Muslim TV is a safe space for you to do so. And I only wish that you guys continue to be a part of the conversation every week and you can do so 
on our social media. Remember to follow us at British Muslim TV, also Single Muslim Com. And I will see you again very soon. Again, a very warm thank you to all our viewers. The show is extra special because of you guys and the thoughts, perspectives, dilemmas and questions that you put forward to us. Until next time, see you next week. Assalamu alaikum. With 3 million members searching, SingleMuslim.com proudly sponsors Single Muslim Live.